We know family is everything for the Supermamas community, and we only want the best for our kids. But to build a better future, we must be conscious of health and research. The All of Us Research Program is the largest and most diverse health research ever, and is representing all of those groups who have been left out of research in the past, including people of color, seniors, rural areas, low income, LGBTQ, and more. The program wants the best for the community and believes participation in research will create a better future. We can discover more with continued research so we can help future generations. For example, did you know that even the foods of our different cultures can affect us in different ways as we get older? Join us in creating a better tomorrow by participating in the All of Us Research Program. For more information, visit joinallofus.org slash supermamas. <laughs> Hi, I'm Paulina. Hi, I'm Bricia. And we're sisters, friends, daughters, wives, and business owners. And we're just following our dreams, you know, working to be a better version of ourselves every day. All right. And we're also moms. Welcome to the Supermama Sisterhood. Hello. Hello. Hi, Supermamas. How is everybody doing? How are you, Paulina? I'm doing well, sister. How are you? Welcome, everyone. I'm good. Welcome, yeah, everyone. Yeah, welcome to the Supermama Sisterhood. This is Paulina Bricia here on your favorite podcast, the Supermama Podcast. Uh, what's up, sister? Where are you at? What are you doing? I am driving, looking at a brand new car in front of me. My car is like a decade old, I think. <laughs> Maybe more. I think it's going to turn 10 years this year. I think it is turning 10 years. It might have already turned. Yeah, my car is definitely a decade old. And every time I'm, I drive and it, like there's a brand new car in front of me, I'm like, damn, I want a new car. And then I go through this process in my head where like it goes to like, oh, I want a new car. And then I go, like, what kind of car do I want? And then like I spend about 20 minutes like, like the same, no, no, no. It's at least the same path. And I think I'm like, hell no, I don't want a new car. No. Like it happens every, <laughs> and it's been happening for the past, I don't know, three to four years. Um, But yeah, it's been three, three years that I'm like, I think I want a new car. And then I go through the whole process of like, but do I, and kind, but then I'm like, yeah, but then I'm going to have a car payment. And then it's like my car, I spent, I think like $60 on gas. Wow. And then when I hear how much people spend on gas, I'm like, no, thank you. That was a payment. $60 the how often? A week? No, a month. That's my, how much? $60 time a month? Oh my yes. Lord. Wow. That's, exactly. No, yeah. no, no. And then, and then, and then, and then I go through the whole phase of depreciation. And it's the one thing that once you, once you turn it on, the value decreases and that's, you know, the only, like one of the, invest like one of the it's not like all like the purchases where you're once you're the more you use it the less it, it the value yeah. so and, and so it's like and all roads lead to the same answer they said no like like no <laughs> that being said every day i drive by and i see a new car and i'm like oh that's a nice car i want a new car <laughs> at least you have like a like a, car, a small car that you and you like if you ever want to go somewhere with your husband it's like, you know, every time I write somewhere, it's like, well, let's go on a date. Let's go to like and really, you know, like to have a nice dinner. We come in, we park and like there's like three cars it's in the back in this, you know, minivan. My friend told me el, el como el mama mobile or something like that. And I was like, I guess. You know what, though? I do want, I, I mean, the I new minivans, the new like Toyota minivans are fire. They're good. So, I, I love my minivan. Like. I, I really know that. Oh, until... I love my car. I love my car. <laughs> we want to change but again, the cards. But again, like I'm driving next to a brand new car and it looks really the, nice. You know, it's like, uh, I don't know. I don't know about cars. I, you know, I, I, at this stage of my life, I'm, I'm cool with that. I think you're good with what you have right now. Oh, I love my car. But also, I listen to music with an AUX cable. Like that is the equivalent. <laughs> that is the equivalent of a CD. I have a CD player in my car. Like that, you know. And <laughs> Me too. I, I yeah. I have a DVD so pe- player. Well, you know. It, it, so I think if people, like, I, I think if someone was to look at my car, they'd be like, "Oh, wow, you have like what's an AUX cable? And like, how do you listen to music? Like, what do you mean? Like, it's not." 
What do you mean you don't have a map in your car? You know? <laughs> I know. I know. I've gone into some some Ubers <laughs> or Lyfts that are like way more up to date than my car, but I'm like, I'm good for now. It's okay. It's I feel like it's it's a perfect car for the family. So I'm not even thinking about that right now. Yeah. I mean, again, it just hap- I have this thought at least once a day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At least once a day. That's a lot. I do. I do. I think I, I, right now, like, again, it's just you drive through L- in L.A. You drive a lot. So there's a lot of you see a lot of cars. A lot. Yeah. And again, it's not about like I want a new shiny thing because I don't really like look at the kind of cars people like that's not the it's just a, I, I don't really look at who that person has this car. So there must be this and that. Like I don't look at it as a status symbol. It's more like. Oh, it looks nice. It must be very comfortable to drive a car. Yeah, like I'm that. comfortable. Or, comfortable. Or, or, or the convenience of not, or, or the convenience of charging your phone and listening to music at the same time must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is nice. It is nice, sister. It is nice to charge your yeah. phone and listen to music at the same time. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> I have to choose. You either charge your phone or listen to music. <laughs> That's hilarious. I, I, you know, uh, maybe a few more years, maybe in a few more years, you can, you can change your know. We'll see. We'll see. I, again, again, I go through this whole thing and I'm like, yeah, maybe next year, but there isn't like my perfect car. It's not out yet. Like I, there, like my, I've been looking for this perfect dream car for a long time and it hasn't been launched yet. So once the, my dream car is actually in market and then maybe I can pull the trigger on the car. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And plus, I remember last last week you were talking about, you know, making more to get a better car. So maybe you know that's gonna be. Yeah, I mean, I it's not. Yes, definitely. Yes, I just haven't been able to find the car that suits my needs. There's so many though. I mean, there's so many cars. Like, how do you even choose? How do there's you even so narrow? many? Right, there's so many. Yeah, there the car that checks all the boxes for me has not it's not there it's not out there in the market yet <laughs> no it what has are those boxes? All the boxes what are the boxes it has a lot of, because it's a big commitment you know it it's it you're married to the car for a long time and you're paying for it and you know it's so it's gotta it's gotta have all the checks and it's not there yet <laughs> <laughs> i did want to rent a minivan for for our camping trip that's what I was going to ask you. Which car are you going to take for your But we trip? couldn't, we couldn't, we couldn't find it. We couldn't find a minivan for rent. Really? Huh. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I would have, I would have thought that like there was a bunch of minivans for rent. Well, there you go, sister. So you can get a new car and just rent your car out. I'm going, yeah. You know, there's a, I think there is a, a new you app. know what? I could do that right now. I could definitely rent my car out and get a new car and pay for my new car. By renting this car, like if it was a house, because my car is just so well, it's so well made. Like if somebody got into my car right now, they would not think it's a decade old. Right? Minus, minus the AUX cable. Minus the AUX cable, the, you know. <laughs> and that it doesn't have GPS. But do you really use a GPS no, in the car? I, dude, I don't, I have an analog. <laughs> I don't have a screen. <laughs> Like it's an analog. It's one of those, you know, no, but it's yeah, not your digital. Car, your car runs super smooth. I I no, it, it just feels like new. Yeah, which reminds me, I need to go get checked. Why are we having a question about cars first? I don't know. Just, because you're driving what? and because you're traveling oh. too. And I'm actually out of town as well. So we all like there's a lot of driving and cars involved in this. Are you ready for your trip? I'm I'm, I'm excited for your trip. <laughs> I'm so excited. Last night we were uh putting our menu together so i have our menu so now i have to prep everything um i the one thing i haven't gone which i'm gonna go today is uh, i'm going to the rei store to buy my son shoes just hiking shoes hiking Hoping. water shoes get him water shoes yeah water shoes just you know just he has water shoes but just you know some nice shoes with thread and yeah we're yeah, gonna yeah, be yeah. out and um i think that's pretty much it i the again i'm not camping you know i'm staying in an airstream in a camping scenario yeah uh, <laughs> make but you so, know the one thing that i would say is take make sure you take plenty of mosquito repellent i know and plenty you extra that. so that's definitely in my list of taking extra 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 
Um, yeah, and the place we were seeing is super great. I watched a YouTube video yesterday of a girl um, giving her like what to pack, what to take, um, how she spent her time there. And I thought, oh, okay, great. This is all great advice. <laughs> so much fun. I can't, I can't. I know we are also away on our last little trip um, before the school start. Uh, I did a little tour yesterday of the little Airbnb. I was like, this is so cute. I think like, I'm all about Airbnbs and little places like the like this that have everything. And I I think your your airstream has like a little kitchenette too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, it has perfect. a really. It's got like a locked bath, like bathroom, um, like super. Like it has like marble tiling. The airstream what? and the bathroom. Wow. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. It, it has a little kitchenette. It has this like one of those very small fridges. So we definitely need coolers with extra food, obviously. Yeah. But the place has a like an area called the clubhouse where basically is a giant fridge with a bunch of things that you can buy. So you can buy eggs, you can buy meat to grill, you can buy bread, hamburger buns. So almost, I mean, you you can obviously take food specific food like i'm taking my carne asada and i'm taking my chorizo like i'm taking things that i know they don't have there mm -hmm. um but you know they have if anything if things go bad or something happens i'm not freaked out because i can always get it from their clubhouse oh that's nice that's nice i love those places like that well i know you're gonna have such a good time i cannot wait to hear all about Agustina's first experience outdoor in like a, a little, it's your first trip with her. It is my first trip with her. Yes. Aww, that's so exciting. I'm so excited for you. It's going to be so much fun. I can't wait to hear next week. What's what's happening. Please take. Yeah, I know pictures. it's going to, I'm sure you will, but I will take video. I will take pictures. We'll definitely do a lot of, a lot of eating. I'm excited about cooking. I'm excited about hanging out. Uh, there's a pool too at the place where we're staying. So that's great. We'll be at the pool. Kids um, love the pool, man. Kids love pools. Yeah. They, well, my husband also loves pools, so I'm okay with them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we've been here, and the kids are, are like today. From the moment they woke up, like at seven in the morning, they have been on the pool. They just left with my husband to pick up some food, but they've been on the pool all freaking day long. You saw my kids how dark they are this summer. They're just uh -huh. get, yeah. they're they're darker than when you saw them. Trust me, they're darker now because they've been out in the sun all all day long. I don't, I can't even. I'm like, yeah, do do you go 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 in the pool? They're just out there, hours on hours on hours on hours. They cannot get tired of that. Oh wow! <laughs> so, what area in San Diego are you in? I'm really close. I'm close to the Balboa Park. Um, so we've, we've come to, to, uh, Escondido before, but we've never stayed here close, this close to San Diego. I don't know why I was thinking about that. This is actually the second time in the whole time that we've been here in the United States that I've actually come to San Diego to go to San Diego and be in San Diego, like more than one day. Uh, and we're so close. I don't, I don't know why. I think the other times have been for work where it's just like in and out. But mm -hmm. or passing by when we go to Tijuana or things like that. But I've never really come to San Diego. I don't know why. I I I don't know. And then we came a few weeks ago and we really liked it. And yesterday um, we took the kids around around town. We went to the zoo. Uh, Sixta had never been to the zoo before ever. And she was like, oh, animals, you know, um, I have mm -hmm. mixed feelings about the zoo. I, I like to see the animals and stuff, but I don't like to see them stressed and, you know, poor things. But I like to hear that, you know, zoos contribute to species staying staying alive and things like that. So, yeah, San Diego Zoo is an awesome zoo, though. The San Diego so, Zoo is. It's so amazing. It's, it was so fun. We, I don't know how, like, we, we, we got there and we thought we're going to be here and then we're going to go to other places. And then I didn't realize how big the zoo was. Oh, the San Diego Zoo is like a whole vibe. Yeah. So we took a tour uh, for like an hour and a half where they took us in a little cart and like drove us around the zoo. Uh, we saw like all the animals and we went to see the gorillas after that. And then we left. I was like, that was perfect. We just went, 
We didn't have to do all the walking. And then um, after that, we went to, I don't, I, I, you've been here many times, but I don't know if you, if you have seen that there is a, one of the battleships that was um, from the Navy and it's actually a museum and you can go in there in the, in the, in the, I don't know, ship. And oh, I have never been there. We took the kids. It's, oh my God, dude, it's impressive. I, I was like, ah, sure. Ramiro, let's go. My husband really wanted to go. I was like, ah, sure. Whatever. But we went and I was like, oh, my God, this is insane. Like how people actually live inside that huge machine machinery. And then you mm -hmm. go out to the deck and it's like a, a como se dice, una pista para aviones. And there's a bunch of planes. It's so huge that there's like 15 or 20 planes outside, like parked uh, on top of the ship. And you go in there and you go like all the way down to the machines and you see how they live, how they live, how the Navy people live. It's super wow. Super, super interesting. And yeah, we just, I really, it's, it's, it's small, right? San Diego is small. So we were really close. We're like 10 minutes from downtown. Uh, so we went to the beach and just like very chill, very, very chill. And That's how it. was your Airbnb? Talk about it's your Airbnb. It's so cute. I, I love the Airbnb from outside. It looks like, it looked very deceiving because I was like, oh man, it doesn't look super cute from the outside, but from the moment that we walked, well, walked in. It's so cozy. It has a huge kitchen. It's very, has a lot of cute spaces for the kids, for me. Um, everything is labeled. They have a gate for the pool. It's it's the perfect Airbnb for, for a family here in San Diego. I, I put a link on my stories, on the stories, on the Instagram, uh, so mm -hmm. you guys can see it. But it's it's so cute. I, I love it. Anyway. Uh, has, the owner, has the owner of the Airbnb been hitting you up every 20 minutes, like the one Airbnb that I went into <laughs> that one time? Not at all. I told oh you. Gosh. And you know she what? She was a total even, nightmare. Even within the communication, she said, she sent me a message and she said, you know, we're not, although I would love to connect with you, we're not allowed to talk to, um, to guests other outside of the platform. So I, that's why I was like, I thought it was super weird that other lady that kept hitting you up last time. She was so weird. And she gave me a bad review because I wasn't communicative enough. I'm like, down girl, you need a friend. <laughs> For real. No, this lady... Uh, not at all. Like even now they have a different a technology where like you download an app and you can unlock the house from the app. So you don't. Oh, even, wow. Yeah. You don't have to do anything. That's it. Nothing. No, that air that one Airbnb that we stayed at um, when we went with for Elizabeth's bachelorette, that chick was weird. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I never there was so many like warnings and labels and not do this and not do that. No, right here, everything's just like labeled as like, here's the cups and the plates and things like everything. Yeah, I don't even know how she has that great of a review, to be honest. She was just insane. I That was a bad experience. And I've only stayed in three Airbnbs in my life. So uh, I'm just like, girl, like, no, thank you. Never <laughs> again will I. I know, for real. And then anyway. she got upset that I didn't give her a review. That's what her she was. She was upset that I didn't give her a review. Like, she well, gave you a review how, because how? you didn't give her a review. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, how? I'm not. I'm not like, like in contracts. Like that. Like part of the rental fee does not include like guests must leave a review. Like trust me. Like you do not want a review from me because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have nothing nice to say. Like don't say it all. So I just didn't leave a review for you. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure, hundred percent. How dare you not leave me a review? I know. <laughs> uh, anyway, today we have an amazing episode. I'm so excited. Um, today on the show, we have Carla Martinez de Salas. We've been wanting to have him for such a long time. She is the editor-in-chief of Vogue Mexico and Vogue Latin America. Uh, and she was the one, she was the person responsible for putting the amazing indigenous actress Jalitza Aparicio on the cover, that famous cover from Vogue that we all saw, and also the Mendoza sisters, the three generations of Oaxaqueñas that we are so proud of. Uh, she continues to celebrate the diversity and depth of the country that she proudly calls home, which is Mexico, and she is also a mom of twin girls. I had so much fun in interviewing Carla. Uh, we had a, such a great conversation with her, right, Rizia? Oh, my gosh. She's one of the incredible women, just full of life, creativity, light, just all around 
amazing human being. You guys are all going to love this episode. Yeah. So without further ado, here is Carla Martinez de Salas, editor-in-chief from Vogue, Mexico. Well, welcome to the show, Carla. How are you? So good, I'm well, so thank good you. to How have you. you. So great. We've admired you for so long from afar. Oh God, and it's yes. so nice to be finally be connected with you and, you know, just share the space. Um, but before we get started, let's tell our listeners a little bit about you. Tell us who you are, what you do, who you live with, where you at, <laughs> what's going on. Um, so my name is Carla Martinez de Salas. Um, I'm the editorial content lead for or head of editorial content at Vogue Mexico in Latin America. Wow. Um, I've been there for six years. It'll be six years in May, 2020, 2022. And um, I grew up in El Paso. Um, I went to college at the University of Arizona. And then I moved to New York where I lived for 15 years. And then in 2015, I moved to Mexico City. I now currently live with my husband and my twins that were born in 2015. And, but currently I'm in El Paso with my mom. <laughs> so oh. do you live in Mexico City? Yes. Oh, I love that. Where so are you twins. We live in the other side of Mexico, Los Angeles. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we live in the other side of Mexico City. And the other, like, end of Mexico City. Yeah, the other um, kind of spectra. Like, I always think LA and Mexico are very similar because they're so spread out. But then I go to LA and LA is, like, really, really spread out. Yeah, oh, right? 100%. I think Mexico City is going up. We're going sideways. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's not about LA. It's about you. So you have twins. Boy, girl, 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 boy, boy. What and how was that experience? And how do you do it with twins? two girl twins. Um, they are called Inez and Constanza, and they were born in Mexico City. Um, mm -hmm. They are um, five now. So wow. I, had them, I had them in 2015, and then I started my job in 2016. And it's funny because... Well, they're six, no? Wouldn't they be six? Or are they turning six? They're going to be six in November. Ah, nice. So, yeah. So one of them is like kind of morenita like me. <laughs> it's funny because my husband always says, you are so lucky you got pregnant with twins because I was would never have had a second ba baby. I'm like, oh God, you're such a <laughs> you don't even do anything. But um that's he, every man girl. But he, yeah, exactly. But he's like very fair skin with like freckles and can't go in the sun because he gets really like sunburn. And my daughter, one of my daughters looks exactly like him and one of them looks like me. So Um, oh, that's perfect to see like when people's reactions, you know, because they're like, um, are you guys sisters? And then <laughs> they don't really look alike. And then then they're like, uh, yes, we're sisters. And then they're like, how old are you? Five. And then how old is the other one? Five. You're twins. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, uh, you know, in Mexico, they say son cuatas, no son gemelas, son cuatas. Yeah, they're cuatas, they're cuatas. Yeah, they're cuatas. Like, I, it's, uh, I have cousins that are the same. They look nothing, nothing alike. They just share the womb, but didn't nothing else. I'll send you guys a picture later. So cute. I always thought that you were actually grew up in Mexico City. No. And it's funny because I grew up in El Paso, which is kind of like Mexico because it's like 80% yeah. Hispanic. Um, my dad was a doctor and shortly after they were, my parents were married in Mexico. They were, my dad was like, oh, guess what? We're moving to the U.S. <laughs> and my mom was like, what? And, you know, she was like, what do you, what do you mean? And um, we decided to, or they decided at the time to um, take this residency that my dad was admitted to in, in Orlando, Florida. And, um, and they moved to, uh, to Orlando And they had my older sister and I, and we lived there until I was about four. I very, very, I remember it very little. And then when we were, when I was four, like about to go into kindergarten, I, we moved to Memphis because my dad did a specialty in thoracic surgery there. Mm -hmm. And so I did kindergarten first and second grade and had like a Southern accent and like really, funny, really <laughs> funny. We would say really funny things like y'all. And it was just like another world, right? These yeah. Mexican girls and, 
my sister in Tennessee, two Mexican girls in the whole school. Wow. Uh, And then my brother was born there. He was born like a few days before Christmas. And then we lived there until second grade. And then we moved to El Paso when I was in third grade. And my mom, cause my dad finally got like a position, a position, like a partnership with a physician here in, in town. And, um, and we moved here and I remember coming with my parents and my mom was like, guys, we can't speak Spanish here anymore. You can't, or you can speak Spanish here, but everyone understands Spanish here. So it's not going to be like our secret language anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Um, And so my, um, so my, then my sister was born here a few years later. So um, yeah. So my, my, so I kind of consider myself from here. I grew up here and then um, my mom still lives here and two of my siblings live here. Oh, and then, and why made you move to Mexico city? So I was living in New York and, um, in 2012, I, I, or like 2008, I met my husband, maybe even before then. And we were dating for a while. And then in 2012, we got married and, um, and he was never one of those, like he's from Mexico city. His, his mom is American and his father, um, Mexican and, it's funny because we always say that it were kind of reverse roles. Cause yeah, he, like really, he never spoke span, span um, English at home, even though his mom was American, his dad wouldn't let them because he didn't understand English. And so he has like a really thick accent. He speaks very well and he writes very well, but he has a really thick accent and he's like, bueno, you know, it's, so it's <laughs> funny to like hear him. <laughs> to hear him talk. And, and so he moved to New York around the same time I did. And we, we met through mutual friends, um, like much later after having both worked in New York for a while. And then he was like, you know, would you ever consider moving to Mexico? I'm being offered a job. And, and I was like, well, I thought about it. Like, when I was dating someone like in 2002, or whatever. And then I like, you know, we broke up and I never thought about, I never thought about it to like actually like pick up and move. Um, I didn't think we were going to leave New York and that, and you know, the opportunity was good. And so we, we took it, we kind of, you know, I was working at W at the time and we took a bit of a leap of faith because in the end, you know, it was a risk and, um, but I think it was a good decision. You know, I feel like obviously you guys are all married and, and now you have kids and, you know, everything you do is like, think, you know, he was very, he was very fair. Like when we were talking about it, you know, he was Mm -hmm. like, this is, you know, how much the offer is for this is how much money we're going to save. This is how much money we would save if we stayed in New York. Um, You know, obviously I'm telling you this because, you know, you're going to have to find a job and you might not be able to find one immediately and you might have to work. And so that was an adjustment. And then I got pregnant. I was trying to get pregnant for um, like two years. And then I finally got pregnant in 2015. Um, So, and then my daughters were born in November. Yeah. In November of 2015 in Mexico. Wow. Hey, you know what they say? The babies come with a blessing. Como la torta bajo el brazo. You went, you had pregnant. And then, and then how did you get to Vogue? Tell us. Um, so I worked in publishing my whole life. I worked at um, first, well, like originally when I first moved to New York, I moved to Paris after I graduated and, and my um, to study French. And my dad was like, fine. Like, I didn't let you go study abroad. But like, if you have some sort of job, even if it pays like $200 a month, you can go. So I went and I found like an internship and then I moved to New York after a year. I think I was there for nine months and I, then I moved to New York in 2000, 2001, no 2000 and a year before nine 11. And, um, I always loved magazines and I started at working at Mademoiselle, which you guys, I'm not sure if you remember, you might be, I remember. Yeah. I remember. Um, and Mademoiselle. And then I worked at L for a few years, for a year, like when 9-11 happened. And then I moved from there to Vogue US. And I was there for a, for a long, a good, um, I think it was like four or five years. And then finally, I always say this is like my first adult job because 
you know, at Vogue, I was an assistant and then I was a coordinator. And um, then I went to the New York Times to work, um, to be the market, what they called the market director. And um, that was exciting because I could like finally move in on my own and like I didn't mm-hmm. need a roommate anymore. So I didn't need a roommate anymore. And I could like finally afford my own studio. And then my mom was like, guess what? Um your sister wants to move to New York and like, I don't, she's oh my God, that's funny. From UT. <laughs> so can she live with you? Because, you know, I don't want to pay like, you know, however much dorms are and can you, can you guys just live together? It will make me feel better. <laughs> so my sister moved in with me and that was, but that great. must have been fun to be yeah, together as sister fun. as adults. Like my sister and I never lived together as adults. And I think that would have been fun. Although I don't know, maybe not no. I, my <laughs> no, sister and I, are you and your sister super different? I mean, my sister and I are like complete polar opposites, black and white, like black we and white. Are, so maybe at the same time. So my sister is, I didn't talk about this, um, before, but my sister was born in El Paso. She, and so she's almost 10 years younger than me. So when I moved away to college, she was seven. Mm. So then when we got to live together in New York, we kind of met each other again in a way because we hadn't spent time together since I would drive her to school, her, me and my, uh, a friend of ours that were like, seniors in high school yeah drove this like little seven-year-old to school you know <laughs> that was me and my little sister in, in second grade yeah. so um so yeah so that was like a really great experience and and she lived with me through college she graduated from Fordham and then she poor thing she graduated in like 2009 which was like the height of the recession. financial crisis yeah yeah and um she got like an, a full-time internship position at Cartier and I had been working in fashion. So obviously um, she was like really interested in working in fashion. Now she works at Bumble and tech, but, um, but it was really great to like live together. And like, we shared like a little studio and slept, slept in the same bed and things that a lot of like Americans are like, Oh, that's so weird that you live with your sister. And do you guys have yeah. like, no, we sleep in a queen bed, you know, like, <laughs> Things that are very normal to very, yeah to, to the to the Latino community. To Latinos, no, yeah, yeah, we all sleep in the same bed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, I love that. So we're so similar, um, you and I. So you're the second, right, out of four. Yeah. So I'm Saki, the second older sister, and a younger brother, and a younger sister. So oh, wow. I think we have the same family dynamics. Four children, one boy. Oh my god, that's so funny! And is the boy like? allowed to do everything everything and yeah I mean obviously you know I always say like I'm the true middle child because Paulina's the oldest then I'm in the middle and then my brother doesn't really count as a middle kid because he's the only boy so he's like you know everyone's prized possession <laughs> and then and then my sister the, our youngest sister the baby who, at, so now she doesn't like to be referred as our little sister so she's the younger sister um but yeah she's 8 years younger than me and 11 years younger than Paulina but she yeah. is and also you know she's also in kind of tech she's in Spotify so it's really similar oh, really? to the dynamics yeah That's so funny I know it's so interesting you know like she was working at Carolina Herrera and then she went to Gucci and then I like to give myself credit for this. We did an event with Bumble and they were like, oh, we're looking for a marketing person in New York. And I was like, do you, uh, my sister's looking for a new job. And so she went there. And I think once you go to tech, it's hard to go back because you get all sorts of nice perks, you know? Yeah. That's what, that's what, that's what our sister says too. Well, I want to talk a little bit more about your career and just like some major sort of moments that, you know, Vogue Latin America has had and, of course, like the way that I sort of fell in love with you and what you did and how I came up, you know, I kind of sort of found out a little bit more about you was because you were responsible for putting Yelisa Parisi on the cover of Vogue and how crazy that was. And to have like the first Oaxaqueña in the cover of Vogue was just like huge moment. I mean, I think like I have two of those uh, magazines. And I think like I was like people were scouting in the streets, like, you know, a real like, you know, like the, the hardcover of Vogue. And it's just such a beautiful, it was a beautiful moment for 
like not just brown girls, but I think indigenous women all around. So I would just love to know how that came about and what that meant to you and, you know, how you came up with that decision and like walk us through the journey. So I, um, you know, I, I was in media, as I said, like my whole life. And, um, you know, I don't think I, I, despite having grown up in, in Memphis and then, you know, living in El Paso and, you know, being Brown and, and it kind of not what it is, what it was, what it is now was not what it was in the eighties. Oh, definitely. Yes. You know, and like, I'm sure you guys can all relate. And, you know, I never had like any sort of like experience where I felt like I was, you know, didn't get a job because I was Mexican, but certainly like when I moved to New York and I interviewed, um, for my first job, you know, a woman was like, how does a girl from El Paso come to, you know, move to New York and, and want to work in fashion. And it's like, you know, I know why she was asking that. And it's Mm -hmm. because, you know, when you talk up, I think when you, when we're talking about diversity and, and inclusion in like the media landscape and what we see and on TV and what we watch, no one really talks about like the workforce, right? Like what people, what, you know, the people that you work with, what they look like and how that, you know, affects us. Right. Like, you know, we, I always was like, I don't look like an editor in chief. You know, I, you know, I don't look like, you know, when you think of someone and a winter, you mean you don't look like Anna <laughs> and <laughs> you got and big glasses I, and the short, like Bob. Yeah. Like, like, um, and so she, you know, I feel like that kind of affects you and has like all sorts of like the, 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 the fact that you're aren't seeing, you know, representation in media and your surroundings, but also the places where you work, I think mm-hmm. kind of affects you a lot in a way, you know, or definitely, I don't want to say, maybe it's not the word, the no. word affect, but it, it definitely influences the way right. that you make decisions and, and the way that you operate. Like, so when I went, moved to Mexico and had the opportunity to um, be, you know, when I got appointed as editor in chief, you know, one of the things that I felt was that also in Mexico, I don't know how much time you guys have spent there, but like, Oh yeah. 100%. Yes. Like the the ideals, the people on television. I mean, if you think about like, you know, telenovelas telenovelas and like popular culture, you had like Talia that married the rich husband or, you know, was the quinceanera and like the, you know, dark darker people like were the housekeepers you know? and mm-hmm. and yeah. obviously that is and you know that they were all from Oaxaca right like, like every time in the novela like all the help was from Oaxaca from a really? from Oaxaca yeah 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 it's always it was always like la 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 like la 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 sirvienta siempre de Oaxaca like that is yeah. and and yes. so I feel like that and and so I you know when when I first got to the magazine I knew that it was important to show like different faces, different skin types, different body types. And that, that not because I wanted to like achieve huge numbers, like on the internet, because, but because I genuinely thought that we had like a problem with representation mm-hmm. and that fashion contributes to that problem. And so, um, you know, I would, a lot of the times what would happen is like, we would say, okay, I want like Carly Kloss, you know, for the cover. And they'd be like, oh, I don't have Carly, but I have like, you know, another girl. And it was like, the agencies were getting what they wanted, but I wasn't getting what I wanted. Cause it was like some random girl that had like, that didn't resonate, you know, with my market and not that Carly resonates like physically, but she's a, you know, a well-known figure she's relevant she's company. She's relevant. And like, mm-hmm. and so I was like, well, guys, what if we start working with like, you know, the young Latina models that are out there instead of, you know, always trying to go after the one that has like 50 million followers. Why don't we go after the ones that have like few followers and just that, but that look like actually look like the people that we're speaking to. So we, we started doing that and um, you know, I, 
it, it, I think it, it started working and people liked it. And, you know, then we shot like people like Camila Cabello that had like so much engagement for us. Um, Salma, which we had shot Salma before, but like, you know, we shot Linnaisi Montero, you know, because also we, there's the Mexico part, but there's the Latam part. And like Latam, for example, like when we shot Linnaisi, Linnaisi had never been photographed on a cover with her Afro. And like, she said that girls would go up to her in Dominican Republic and say like, thank you so much for showing your Afro. Like I've, I didn't know that I could be on the cover of a magazine with my hair, not with my natural curly hair. I thought I had to have it straightened. And so there were all these kind of moments that I thought were important and that we were touching that, that had relevance. And when we're really kind of hitting close to home for our readers. And then, you know, when Yalitza, when the opportunity to came do Yalitza, I always laugh because um, one of the girls in my office was like, oh, do we want to do Yalitza? And I'm like, who's Yalitza? Like, how are we going to put Yalitza on the cover? No one knows who she is. I'm going to get fired because like, you know, I'm going to, she's going to have like zero likes. Well, then I like watched the movie and I went to New York and this woman who I had worked with previously was like, oh, you, uh, we were talking about Roma and Cuaron. And she was like, oh, you would never put Yalitza on the cover. And I was like, <laughs> why not? Why? You know? uh-huh. And like, she kind of sparked something in me. It made me kind of angry that like, she was like, you would never put Yalitza because she's not Charlize Theron. You know what I mean? And, 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 you know, she, did she say it, did she say it to you kind of like, like as like, if she was, uh, like in what tone was it? Was it like challenging you or was it more like, oh, you would never kind of oh, like, you, like that. Like you would know, she's like, oh, you would ne- you're not going to put Yalitza on the cover. And okay. Like, it wasn't like, oh, you would never dare. Like, cause you're not that bold. It was more oh, like, no, oh, no, you no, would no, never no. girl. Condescending. Like, no. like condescending wise. Like, yes. got it. Got and it. And so that, and so after that, I called Regina who worked with me at the time and now she works at Netflix. And I was like, call Netflix right now and tell them that you want an exclusive on this girl and that we're going to put her on the cover in January. So we, so we kind of had this little Gem hit. We shot it in October. I was terrified because I thought the Mexican paparazzi magazines were going to see her at an event and like book her. Put it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And no one did. And like we ended up running the cover. And I remember my boss at the time was like, Do you have a plan B? And I was like, No. And he said, well, you know, we have to send it to international and just like make sure you have a plan B. I was like, there is no plan B. This is the cover. Like, this is it. Like, there's nothing, you know, that we need to, um, like, she's a beautiful woman. She looks amazing. It's a very important movie. And this is going to, this, I, you know, this is going to be a historic cover. And yes, I mean, I always say that there was kind of a before and after because 100% opened the floodgates. Yeah, it opened the floodgates. I mean, I got comments from like Native American people in the United States, like indigenous women in like Asia, Australia, you know, it was really important. And I think what it did to, especially in Mexico in beauty and in fashion, it really changed the conversation. And like, yes, I, I, you know, I never think I'm perfect. I'm always like striving to do better. And like, you know, last year when we went to, uh, you know, when black lives matter happened, you know, I put up a, you know, a black square and I was like, you know, we need, obviously this needs change. And, you know, a young stylist reached out and was like, you need to do more on the website. And I reached out to him and, and he reached out and was like, listen, like, thank you for Yalitza. You've done an amazing job, but I bet there are groups of like Afro Latinos, Afro uh, Mexicans that aren't really heard. And like the, a lot of the times, like our website is like, you know, when you, when you, when you're getting stock images, a lot of the stock images are white women, you know, Mm -hmm. there's not representation Mm -hmm. in stock images. So you know, those are things that like comments that like I listen to and that are important to change because I do think that for so long there was like the conversation was just happening in one in one direction. And like now when I watch movies, I don't know if this happens to you guys, but I was watching that movie. He's just not that into you. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I haven't watched it in a long time, but yeah. I mean, 
it's like a plain, you know, do nothing movie, but there are no Latinos. The two black women are like commentators and one of them's like a waitress, you know? And now I feel like thanks to, you know, being more diverse and being more inclusive and like companies striving to do better. Um, yeah, it just opens for so many opportunities. I mean, I like right now, my favorite model is Karen Espinosa or oh, I don't know yeah, if it's Karen Vega awesome. Espinosa or Karen Espinosa Vega. Like, I don't know her personally, but like, I feel like I do. And I feel I like she's like my prima. Her. I say I like, Karen like Vega, Karen Espinosa. Yeah. I don't know if it's like <laughs> Karen Espinosa, Karen Vega. I don't know, but I feel like she's my prima and I just love her. Like, I think she's like absolutely gorgeous. She is, and then yeah. to see her like model for just Louis Vuitton, Balenciaga, like, you know, she was also in the cover of Vogue, I think, but like, then you yeah. had the, then you had the Mendoza sisters in the cover. I mean, I think it's just like, I think it was like, it's definitely like a post, like, up, uh, you know, like, uh, Yelitsa Parizia world and in terms of fashion. And I think like you gave permission to other publishers and to other editors to be like, mm, maybe we can do this, you know, and just you're seeing the change, like you're being a change in the landscape of so many girls that are can they see themselves in the cover of a magazine now yeah exactly it and I feel like it really like changes things like for example with like Karen Vega like we um were taught you know when 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 we worked with her like the photographer was like oh let's do a um something with like people at home no and you know like people like at their houses and and Dorian this photographer who's actually amazing and has been very much, you know, como impulsando and like pushing mm-hmm. forward like different faces and like Afro Mexicans and like indigenous women and models and like has really taken people out of their comfort zone. Was like, you know, there's this girl Karen, she's from Oaxaca. I'm gonna do her and like that picture had like ninety thousand likes on Instagram, which for us for Mexico is a lot, and it like broke my internet page. I mean, yeah. the search on it was like, you know, it was a great example of like SEO search because like they put like, for some reason, model Primera Oaxaca was like, you know, came up yeah. in everyone's feeds. And so which picture those, was this that you're saying? Cause I've seen a lot of pictures of her and I'm just added, trying to figure out which one it chicken. was. She's holding her. Oh, the, holding okay. The one with the chicken, the one with the purple. Oh and my the, God. And, the and then oh yeah. Like, why is she holding a rooster? That's so stereotypical. And you're like, guys, because she wanted to hold a rooster. Yeah. <laughs> There's and no, but she's at home. Yeah. A favorite item of hers. And she wanted to hold the rooster. Like, you know, so um, those are things that have made me like super happy. And, and yeah. I think, did I, I, I think I rambled your question. But. No, no, no. It's no, no, incredible. No. You know, I think like the first time that I got in contact with you was because at my girls' school, uh, every every year we have um, culture, culture month. And I remember, you know, they have to dress up as someone they admire or look up, you know. And oh my I remember your daughter dressed up as Yalitza, no? Yes, yes. I remember. And then somebody shared it and then somebody said somebody shared it and you shared it. And somebody was like, oh, my God, the editor from Vogue just shared your daughter's picture. And I showed it to her and I was like, Krista, look at this. But it was just, you know, for her to go and talk about Jalitza and who she was and where she was from. It's right. something that like I didn't grow up experiencing, you know, like, you know, I grew up in Oaxaca. So I grew up with the telenovela culture. I grew up with looking at like slim, white, blonde, blue eyed woman being like the mark of beauty. So for me, I was always like thinking, oh, I'm not pretty enough. I don't I don't have blonde hair. I don't have this. You know, I'm not slim. I don't my color, my this, my that. And, you know, you grew up with so many insecurities because you don't see yourself. And now my girls are growing up seeing people that look exactly like them that are from the same place that they are, that they're proud of the who, they, where they come from. And I know that's going to change everything for them. You know, their, yeah. their self-esteem, how they view themselves, what they think beauty should be. Because even sometimes like right now, um, 
you know, my daughter tells me, I mom, I don't know how I do it. I don't know how I eat so much. And I'm so skinny. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you are, you know, like I, am, I tell my husband, like, we don't, I don't want to talk to them about like their body, like, you know, cause it, you know, you grew up with this culture of what it should be, what, what beauty should, should look like. And what you did was life-changing for a lot of, for a lot of us, you know, like uh, people are like, oh yes, this is who I am. I am indigenous. And like, take me as I am right now. You know, I don't have yeah. to change myself for you. And, and I remember my friend, Audrey, who's like a third generation Mexican, um, you know, she, her parents, have, her grandparents came to the U S you know, she, I think that's third generation. Right. And she like barely spoke Spanish at home. And she was like, thank you so much for putting someone that looks like me on your cover. Like that mm -hmm. meant a lot, you know? And I feel like that comment really like, you know, there's some comments in your life that like you think about all the time and like, maybe like one person says them to you. And she's like my best friend from growing up. And, and she said that to me and I was like, God, this was important. Like, you know, we didn't realize, mm -hmm. I didn't realize at the time how important it was going to be. And, you know, I think that that's something that, that, that is great that we were able to change that. And I think, I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but I think a lot of the times as Latinos, we kind of just were taught to blend in and like, no hagan mucho ruido, you know, keep your head down, keep your head down. Like don't start complaining that there aren't too many, you know, brown kids in your school or that the brown kid didn't get, you know, it's like, you don't want to like ruffle and, and any feathers. Yeah. Feathers. Yeah. And maybe yeah. It's because of, you know, I, maybe it's because some kids' parents, you know, were undocumented immigrants. I mean, now that, you know, you, we are more familiar with that, you know, I'm sure, you know, there were some kids in, in our school that whose parents didn't have their paper sorted out and they were going to school. And, you know, I think they just, I think it's important to like, keep having these conversations and that we can't be this like quiet mute group anymore, you know? Yeah. Yes, for sure. For sure. And we, you know, I also, we, we also want to say thank you because, you know, in, I have three daughters and I'm just like, awesome. Like, this is something like that. It's gonna, you know, like, I, like again, like I said, they're going to like view themselves differently because now they see themselves out there, which that did not happen. When I was growing up, I went to college in Mexico city. That was rough. <laughs> that was rough. Yeah. For me. yeah. And I mean, then when I said I was from Oaxaca, I was like, oh, wow. Like, okay. Like nobody wanted to talk go? to me. I went to Anahuac, Anahuac. Okay. And then also, you know, I feel like in Mexico, you have your fair share of, of classism and, yep. you know, and even like, even, you know, people think they know, you know, I feel like with me, they're like, oh, you know, I put something about the Metro when it fell and they're like, who do you think you are? Like, you've never ridden the Metro once. And I was like, you don't even know where I'm from. First of all, my family <laughs> is from like a little town in San Luis Potosí, you know, it's like my, yeah, for sure. Uh, and people just like assume that you're this because of what, you know, but I feel like at least I try and share like who I am. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not like a heiress who like, you know, I feel like I was awarded a certain amount of privilege because my dad was a doctor in that sense. And, and mm -hmm. I feel like I have to acknowledge that because, you know, he, you know, he worked obviously really hard and like, we were, we were more, I was more for, fortunate than others for sure. And, you know, yeah. I was able to move to New York and like make $23,000. And my mom sent me like $500 a month to like, help me with my rent. Like that's privilege, you know, and, and, mm -hmm. and I feel like I'm very grateful for it, but I, I realize it too. Like, I don't want to pretend like, you know, but, but yeah, I mean, I think but you are, but you're also like contributing to change. It's not like you are, you know, thinking because there's people that could have privilege and just go around, not even acknowledging and just go about their lives, but you are actually trying to make a change. Right. Yes. So. And I want to make a change. I think for our, like, I don't, how old are your daughters? You said you had three, nine, six and three. Yeah. Six and three. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and I feel like these generations are so aware of everything, you so know, aware. Mm -hmm. they're aware of like, 
you know, what is now, I mean, it's, we have to worry about not only what's on TV and what they watch in the movies, but what they watch on their phone, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Yes. So it's like, like what they see on YouTube, what they see on Netflix, what they see on like every platform, Instagram, everything. So it's quite, it's, it's challenging to be a mama. It is. Oh girl. So much. There's so much, so much pressure. There's like a lot happening right now. And I feel like that's kind of like a very, uh, like, you know, it's like, oh, I think they're not like the way they used to, you know what I mean? Cause I'm sure our parents are the same thing. Like our parents, I mean, thinking like, I think our parents, when we were growing up, it's like the internet, you know, it's like, ah, oh, yes, internet, you know, no sé, es computadora. It's like, it's the end of society, you know? So it's like, now it's not even el internet. Now it's like, ah, oh, el Instagram, like, ah, oh, you know, like the streaming. So I feel like that's just, like that's just us getting older like oh things are not the way they used to oh this generation today <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> well thank you so oh much my God, Carla, well, I don't want to keep you um but where can our super my sisters follow you stalk you search for you subscribe to your magazine your you know your site um tell us everything thank you well the Super Mamas uh, followers can can follow me on Instagram. I'm Carla Martinez de Salas. Um, I'm picking up the content on TikTok little by little. I'm learning. I'm learning. It's not easy, yeah. No, it's not. This youth. I'm telling you, this youth. Yeah, and it's funny because my daughters the other day were like, "Oh, I'm doing a TikTok." I'm like, you don't even know what that is, but you know. But or like how the, the kids are now like, hi, guys, like to everything. They're on the phone. They're like, hi, guys. You know, today I'm here. I'm like, who are you talking to? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, you can follow me on Carla Martinez de Salas um, on Instagram. I think on Twitter, I'm Carla MTZ de Salas. Um, Vogue Mexico is at Vogue Mexico on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. And yeah, we we have some like really exciting content today. We just released our cover of Melissa Barrera, who's the nice. girl from In the Heights, um, and she's from Monterrey and moved to Mexico and moved to the U.S. Um, and she's a great, great girl. And I think she's gonna be like the next huge, um, huge the star. next kind of big Latina talent. I oh, love it. Awesome. I will awesome. definitely check that out. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And I'm so sorry it took me forever to coordinate. Oh, no worries. No, no worries. worries. No worries. I, you I'm know, glad we I, made this happen. Yeah, please. When you're in LA, come by. I'd love to, you know, I'd love to actually go in your closet and see what you have at some oh, point. Perfect. I'll bring a whole suitcase <laughs> for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Carla. So nice to so nice to finally connect. And uh, you know, uh, can't wait to have you back. Perfect. Thank you so much. Bye. 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 What difference can one song make? After you watch Vivo, the new animated musical from Netflix and Sony Pictures Animation, you'll want to listen to the Vivo Songbook podcast to find out. In this kid-friendly companion podcast, your whole family can relieve the magic of Vivo's journey one song at a time. The Vivo Songbook takes you behind the scenes with the actors, directors, writers, songwriters, and more to hear amazing stories about just what it takes to make an animated musical extravaganza. Every episode centers around a different song from Bebo. Learn how they came to be and how the film evolved with them. Songs like One of a Kind, Mambo Cabana, and the fan favorite, My Own Drum. And you really learn about the music too. Episodes focus on things like rhythm, instrumentation, musical styles, and influence. And that's just the beginning. You know you're going to watch Bebo again and again, so before you do, Follow the Vivo Songbook in your favorite podcast app and play it on your next road trip. And after each episode, be sure to look out for the Vivo Songbook's bonus notes. Short, interactive musical games made just for you. Vivo is available to watch now only on Netflix. And the Vivo Songbook is available everywhere you get your podcasts. Okay, we are back on the show. And we are back with our favorite, favorite episode. Why do I always say episode segment, uh, the pick or tip of the week? Maybe because you just love the episode with Carla. She was just incredible. She was and amazing. She was. She was. I remember when we met her with the whole like Jalisa Paricio when Krista got, uh, got represented Jalisa Paricio in her cultural day at school. That was so cool. I remember that. 
Um, so my tip this week is something that I actually been doing uh, while I'm here, while I'm away. Uh, I was watching, I've been watching com- comedy, stand up comedy, like, uh, you know, just at night by myself. Well, not with my husband. Um, and I never really, I, I'm very particular. I actually always try to go with more of like Mexican comedians or, you know, things that like, you know, como se dice? that are more relatable to me. And I came across this uh, episode with Kevin Hart, which I don't, I mean, I've watched his movies and I'm like, okay, whatever, you know, but he has a, a new stand-up special on Netflix that is called Zero Fucks Given. <laughs> and um, dude, Kevin Hart is like fire, dude. I love Kevin Hart. So freaking hilarious. Like my husband and I went to sleep like at three in the morning watching it last night and it was so funny did you but did you have you seen his documentary i have not seen his documentary you should see his documentary it's on netflix i'm gonna see it i'm gonna see it but he does have that special that it's new he actually i think it was like last year because it it was during the pandemic everybody there is wearing masks and he's from his house he's he did it in his house um and it's so funny if you guys are looking for something just to watch uh, para entretenerse, I totally suggest you guys watch it because it is hilarious. He talks about, he, I love it because he always talks about his family and his wife and his children and like just being a parent. And he's so, you know, like so honest and like, yeah, zero fucks given. It's so funny. It is not for kids. So, you know, make sure you don't watch it around your kids, but it is definitely for something to watch. I feel most stand-up specials are not for children (laughs) yeah (laughs) but just in case you know just in case it's super funny like you guys totally watch it oh great that's a good pick yeah yeah i loved it i loved it so much that i'm like i'm gonna make it a tip a pick (laughs) i know you said i have a tip i'm like what's your tip you like something that i've been doing i'm like what's your like what have you been doing like (laughs) is your like is your tip to watch stand-up comedy or is your pick Kevin Hart or is it both? It's both. Watch oh, okay. comedy specials, uh, okay. you know, to, re- to relax and watch the Kevin Hart one. Oh, okay, great. Um, my pick is completely unrelated to today's episode and completely unrelated to Kevin Hart. <laughs> uh, but I am loving these fly traps that I just bought. Uh, Are those the one that we saw in your house? uh, No, the ones that you hang? Uh Oh, no. I mean, those are just regular fly traps that, you know, you just put out when people come over and they help. They're they're a little bit smelly, so I don't love them, but they work. But uh, no, they are these strips that you glue onto your window seal. So they are sticky strips. uh, And I've used sticky fly traps before inside my plants um they're little sort of sticks that you put in there and they capture any sort of little flies that may come around your plants so you know your plants are are healthy um but i don't i haven't really found some that i love because i'm like they they're usually yellow so you know i don't again um no, these are incredible because they're see-through and Ooh. you stick them to the window and in the in the packaging it says where flies like to live. And if you if, if you ever if you you know paid attention to fly to flies, if you ever wonder what uh, what flies are like, flies really like to hang around like the corners of your windows. I don't know if you've noticed that, Paulina, I hate but flies. yes. Uh, but they usually when when they're 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 they after they mess with you and they're like oh my god die they go to the corner of the windows I think they're trying to get out but they can't right sometimes mm-hmm. they, don't, they don't know like that's a glass so you put these little sticky strips in those corners and I've trapped like and and they trap them like they just get stuck there <laughs> really like they get glued in there yeah and that they just stay there and, oh my god. Um, I need that in my life, like ASAP. Dude, and like, and I, and and the little ones too, the fruit flies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Though, though, those two, those get stuck there too. Uh, and I've been so surprised. I'm like, dude, I have a lot of flies coming in here. I mean, not yeah. a lot, but um, 
once I, I, I change them like once a week or once every two weeks. Hmm. And yeah, I mean, it's pretty disgusting though. Cause it's like full of like fruit flies and flies, but if you change them often, you know, you, you, it looks better, but um, yeah, I love these things. Again, I've, I've bought them already three times. I, at first I bought just a small pack. So I just wanted to try it out and see if, you know, if, if it was worth it or legit or what was it about, but uh, I'm going to link them on the show notes. So you guys can get them. That is an amazing pick. Amazing pick. And more right now with this weather, like, uh, right yeah. Now. And mosquitoes too. Oh, like I've yes. seen mosquitoes get yes. stuck there. So sometimes I like, sometimes I, um, I look through them and I'm like, Ooh, what, what got stuck in today? And I'm like, Ooh, mosquito. <laughs> like, ha bitch, I got you. <laughs> I'm the same way. I hate them so much. Oh my God. Yeah. Those are, those are perfect, perfect tips, perfect tips and picks. Well, Thank you, sister, for your time. And I am super excited to hear about your upcoming trip. I know. Week. I'm so excited. Go have so much fun. I can't wait to see I the pictures, will. the videos, and everything. And we will also see you guys next week. Please don't forget to follow us on our social media. You guys know all the handles. And subscribe to, the, to, this, uh, to this podcast, please. And until next week, guys. See you later. Bye. Bye. Hey, sisters. Thank you so much for listening. Hope all of you guys are subscribed to our newsletter. If you're not, make sure you hit that subscribe button on superromas.com. We will be sending out invites to upcoming events, promos, and super cool surprises your way. And of course, you can always keep up with us through the gram at underscore supermamas and on Twitter also at underscore supermamas and in the face at supermamas podcast oh one more thing we want to hear your supermama moment of the week to share with all of you sisters call into our hotline 424-329-3707 and leave us a message or simply email us a voice note to hello at supermamas.com very soon we could be featuring you on the show Please remember to leave your name and Instagram handle for a chance to be featured. Much love and see you next week. Super Mamas! Super Mamas.